previously on Live at 605. <laughs> I'd rather him be more romantically. Because if I'm success, if I'm like financially successful, then I can just pay for a hooker and I'll be fine. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. from downtown Toronto. This is episode four of Live at 6.05. Um, coming fresh off a three-part mini-series of our Europe vacation, European vacation. Mm-hmm. I am sitting here with my co-host. <laughs> I think ever since we put you on the cover, you've been trying to take over the intros. You've been trying to steer the boat of this these podcast uh as i should your stats would suggest otherwise listen we or shouldn't suggest otherwise we're gonna i'm gonna tease right now we're doing the first ever live at 605 debates later on this episode because i got some beef with you to talk about i got about 60 percent saying that i know what i'm talking about i'd say you got a solid 49 and that's a generous 49 percent anyways i think it's really awesome that everyone has been downloading and listening to the first three episodes. Um, It kind of feels like we're back in business now. We can talk about what's going on currently in our lives, um, what happened, like, coming back from Europe and stuff. And, you know, it's been a crazy couple... It's been a crazy damn day, if nothing else. It has been. We're picking this up, like... I don't know, like, we we were in Europe, like, a month ago, mm-hmm. and a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. I made some jot notes. Uh, but should we just, before we get started, let everyone know how to get in contact with us? Did you just say I made some jot notes? Did I? Yeah. You know what a jot note is. It's when you jot down some notes. Jot jot is the verb. Yeah, I jotted. (laughs) Listen, just, we're not, no need for an English lesson here. Well, we gotta start speaking properly in season six if I'm on the damn cover. Well, take that 49%. Well, 49% good language, good grammar. <laughs> Thank you, 60%. Next. How about this? You talk about how to get in contact with us, and I have an exciting announcement for more ways to listen to the podcast. Okay. Uh, how to get in contact with me for the podcast. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. What? You, this podcast is bigger than you and myself. No matter who has <laughs> 59 or 41. Because Stitches is no, but what I'm saying is, you can't go out and give out your information for us. You gotta give out the basis down for. You gotta give out the Facebook page. Fine. And then we can give out your stuff. I don't. You can give out your info first and then mine, but we gotta get the Facebook page. When you go onto Facebook, search Live at Six O Five, and you'll see the album art cover. Or go to Facebook.com/slash Live at Six O Five. You can also email at Live at Six O Five at Gmail.com, but. And more importantly, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you can, you can look me up. It's Val Gomez 23. And how do they spell Gomez? With a Z. Or a Z for American friends. Yeah. And then you can find me everywhere as Malencamp. You can find me on the Facebook, or I mean on the Twitter, because I won't give you out my Facebook page. Because I don't have a Facebook page. I just have my normal Facebook. I don't know what I'm saying. What are you saying? Uh, Malencamp on Instagram. It'd be nice to get up to 60 followers on there. <laughs> I'm more of a Twitter person anyways. My pictures aren't that good. Like My pictures are usually just of me like finishing up a Subway sub. Fact. I got the most pimpin' follower on Twitter. On this Twitter? Week. This week. Oh, yeah? My CEO. What? 
That's pretty That's impressive. That's pretty badass. That's really badass. Well, I hear you've been doing some pretty badass things at work. So yeah, I, so I deserve some pimpin' followers. Exactly, yeah. Done. You're you're just good. You need to just tweet more often, though. I am now. Yeah, but I'm giving out good tweets. Like, what, uh, I had a couple pretty good tweets this week. Mm-hmm. Hold on, okay, first, before I get into my tweet, I'm very excited to announce that for all you people who don't have iTunes... We actually just got accepted, and you can now download and listen to our podcast on Stitcher. And Stitcher is like a huge... What's Stitcher? Stitcher is basically, instead of like iTunes is is an app, I guess, pretty much, Stitcher is a website. So if you just go to like Mm Stitcher.com, and basically all the big podcasts are on there, like Joe Rogan's, Adam Carolla's, all those people, it's just another way. Think of it like... um, uh, what's that music thing you used to listen to? Uh, Songza? Sh- so- yeah, think of it like a Songza mm-hmm. where... That is an app and a website. Well, Stitcher's also an app as well and a website. But I'm just saying, a lot of people don't have iTunes. This sounds like you only know 49% of your story. Hey, I have 51% of us getting <laughs> out to new new markets. So if you go to Stitcher.com and just search Live at 605, mm-hmm. you can now listen to us on there. So if you don't have the podcast app mm-hmm. on your phone, if you don't use iTunes on your mm-hmm. computer, if you're at work and you don't have access to that, mm-hmm. there's another A lot of people on their desktops at work don't have um, iTunes. If right. You, if you have like I a am PC. one of them. Yeah. But if you have access to the internet, you can just go to Stitcher.com, type in Live at 605, and every one of our episodes is there. Mm-hmm. If you go there, make sure you rate and, and comment just to kind of give us a boost there as well. Right. But it's just another way for them to get in, to, to talk to us. So. Sure. So I thought I think that's super cool. And Stitcher, they have like 100,000 followers, and they were like tweeting people to listen to us. That's amazing. Well, mm-hmm. we've done really well. Like I think season six um, is gaining momentum really well. I think so. Um, Should we get into it? Yeah, I was just going to find one of my funny tweets. Sure. Uh, Okay, here's what I tweeted because the Blue Jays suck right now. This was after a Blue Jays loss. I tweeted, here's hoping the Jays can pick it up down the stretch. I don't want Nolan Rimel's walk-up music to be the highlight. Hashtag NWO, hashtag Wolfpack. Because Nolan Rimel of the Toronto Blue Jays, his walk-up music is NWO's Wolfpack theme song. Is that supposed to be a clever... Uh, <laughs> tweet? The one retweet I got thought it was clever. Who? I don't know, some Blue Jays fan. Oh. Anyways, You've there's had more gold. better tweets. That I do. I won't get into all those tweets now, but. Mm-hmm. What's up? Oh. But you know what? I don't even know if we did this for the first three episodes. Do we ever do any sponsors or anything? No. Who do you want to make the sponsor? Well, this year, this season of Live 6 to 5 sponsors, instead of like things that annoy us or piss us off, mm-hmm. it's, I think it should be like stupid people. Okay. So uh, this week's sponsorship. So I guess, is it still a bitch please? No. It's no. just a sponsor. Okay. Yeah. So this week's sponsor of Live 6 to 5 is the guy ahead of me at Subway who ordered his sub. So wait a second. Hold on. This, this is only making the debate more prevalent. What? How come you only get to do a sponsor? Should it be yeah. like, this week's sponsor for me is... Yeah, this is my sponsor. Do you have a, a stupid person sponsor? Yeah, I do. You, you go first. No, then. you go first. Mine, I've been waiting. My first day back after a 10-hour flight, which we'll get into, back at work, I had to deal with this guy at Subway. Mm-hmm. So I'm always dealing with I've seen tall Justin Bieber at Subways. I've mm-hmm. seen gangsters there. And I also had this guy. So this guy in front of me was, let's just say, mid-40s, old-looking white dad. Okay. Although he was just dressed like a goof, but you could tell he was into himself. And this is how he would order his sub. He's ahead of me. Um, 
Let me get... I'm trying to think of what his voice says. Let me get the sub of the day. And then they would give him the sub, whatever. And then when he got to the condiments and stuff, mm -hmm. they'd be like, okay, sir, what do you want in your sub? He'd be like, give me some easy lettuce. <laughs> now, easy mayo. <laughs> easy salt, easy salt. Uh, easy, easy, easy pickles, easy pickles. Does uh, he mean to say like how you just said jot notes? Does he mean to say easy on yeah, the pickles? Yeah, he's supposed to say easy on this, but he kept saying <laughs> easy lettuce, easy mustard, <laughs> easy on the pickles. And I was like, okay, this guy's the most, I should have taken a picture of him. He was super ridiculous. And then, uh... And then when he was actually paying for his things, whenever you pay for your order, you're mm -hmm. going to be like, do you want a combo? So like, mm -hmm. they're like, do you want a combo with that, sir? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What exactly is a combo? Can you explain that to me? I have literally no idea what a combo could be. He said that. He's like, I literally have no idea. And they're like, a combo is you can get either a drink and chips or a drink and a cookie. He's like, whoa, easy on, easy on the combo talk right now. I'm good with just the easy sub. I'm like, who says that? Like, this guy was so ridiculous. <laughs> So my, that's my sponsorship is the crazy guy who's just like easy. That is funny. Yeah. So that's my sponsorship. My sponsor is... Last but certainly not least. Uh, right? My sponsor, maybe you'll learn to be more chivalrous in season six and let me go first. Have you ever opened your own door when you've been with me? Thank you. Keep on going. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, my... Sponsor for this week's podcast is brought to you by the slow ass chick in Timothy's yesterday when I went to go get a latte. So I was so sleepy. And I get in, and first of all, the Timothy's in the village. It's nice, but it's always packed, and there's only one cashier, right? Who's also your barista person? So all of a sudden, I go in, and there's, whoa, imagine my shock. Two baristas, wow. but just the same one cashier. There is the slowest woman in front of me who all she's ordering is a coffee, large. And she's like, how much is it? And the woman's like, 382. And she's like, I only have, and starts pulling out all her change. Worse. And then she's like, two, like, would she have like $3 and like 15 cents or something. Oh. And she's like, oh, you're like 60 cents short. And then... She's like, oh. And then she's like, well, you can get a medium, right, if you want. And then he, she's like, well, no, I really want a large. And she's like, well, you need 50 more cents. Like, do you have a credit card or yeah, something? Yeah, I was going to ask. Right? This went on for 10 minutes, and I'm, like, behind her. And all I want to do is get my latte because I'm so effing tired. So I was going to be like, I'll just give you the 50 cents. Like, yeah. shut up. Right? So then she's like, well, can't I just get a large? And then she's like, well, no, because you don't have enough money. Mm. And then she finally pulls out a $10 bill. So it's like she clearly does have the money. This so she pulls out the $10, and then the woman's like, okay, here's your change. And it was like uh, like seven-something. So she gives her like a $5 bill, but it was one of the old $5 bills. And so she's like, do you have a new $5 bill? What? Right? And then she goes through all her $5 bills, and I'm, like, just sitting there being, like, can I fucking order yet? Yeah. And so she's, like, I really like the new $5 bills. 
because I really like being able to see through my money. And I'm like, I'm going to cut a bitch because I'm going to fall asleep here and I just want my latte. How old is this chick? She's probably like in her 40s, but she definitely just seemed like somebody who has like... The Arthur looking bitch though. No, she's like fat the Arthur. Okay. Right? <laughs> but she also has like, she probably looks like she has like 9,000 cats. And I'm only saying that because she's wearing a cat sweater. Nice. Right? Did it, did it say hang in there? With a cat uh, on the clothesline hanging on? No, that's a good... That's a good. Or did it say, what's new, pussycat? No, it was cats in a basket. Can I tell you I saw the best um, t-shirt twice this week? Do uh, I get to finish my story? Yeah, you do, but we were talking about t-shirts. <laughs> no, you were talking about t-shirts. You just mentioned a t-shirt. I just said what she's wearing. Keep going, so I kind of forget how the t-shirt started. Fine. So the short on the stick was I gave my $5 bill, which was a new one. I was like, listen, you can just take my new $5 bill. And then she's like, do you have any more $5 bills? This one's crinkled. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. And so then she started, like, basically waiting for me to pay and then started looking in my wallet as I was, like, pulling out, she's like, it looks like you have other $5 bills. And I was like, I just want my drink so I can leave. And so I left, and this woman waited out for the next person to get a new straight-edge $5 bill. Really? Yeah. You can tell your t-shirt story. No, that, that's crazy. That <laughs> seems... The funny thing is she's probably married to the guy from Subway. He's like, easy on the $5 bills. Easy on your... Uh, <laughs> But uh, your crazy cat shirts. Yeah. Well, that's pretty insane. Why are you so sleepy right now? So I don't young. know. I feel like I'm just tired from the past three weeks in general. They've been pretty, pretty exhausting. But I also haven't been sleeping the greatest because we've been so busy during the week. But yeah, I also feel like we tend to record podcasts when I'm so exhausted anyway. Oh, you're also a little faded off that drink we just had on the balcony. Yeah, had some soul. Yeah, we were drinking souls and doing uh, some writing of something that we mm-hmm. can't quite mention now. Because no. we don't want anything to be stolen from us. Yes. But I was going to say, when I was at the gym, I forgot to tell you, guess what I saw? I wish I had my phone to take a picture. Who homeless did I, Gallagher. Didn't see Homeless Gallagher. Who did I see riding the, um, which one's this? The rowboat. The rowboat. Wasn't a person I knew, but guess what they had on them? Foot boot. Wow. I don't know if I've mentioned my foot boot obsession with everyone on the podcast. I'm going to post a picture where at least once a day I see someone in like a foot cast. And I'll post a picture I have. I made it in, in pic collage of like eight different people with foot mm-hmm. boots. But yesterday when I was walking home from work, mm-hmm. outside my work, foot boot, I send you the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I see people with foot boots with, with uh, crutches, non-crutches. But I'm at the gym and on the row machine, this woman has a foot boot rowing. She shouldn't be rowing. No, but I, I'm just like... It's an epidemic right now. People are in their foot boots. <laughs> you know what sucks, though? This foot boot obsession started because when I was on crutches, those fuckers didn't give me a damn foot boot. No. Right? I will hobble around with an unblown up cast. Do you still and- have that cast here? Yeah. should take a picture and, like, I'll, I'll put it in the middle of the pic collage, your cast, <laughs> compared to what the proper I know. foot boots I don't are. hobble my friggin' fat ankle around Toronto with crutches yeah. and an unblown up cast. And these yeah. fuckers all have foot boots. Was there like a Costco sale on foot boots? I don't know, but I feel like I'm the only person who's upset. I don't know what to do with this information. I see someone every single day, a lot of times, multiple times in foot boots. And I take pictures of everyone. But I don't know what to do with this, with this information. I don't even know if it's healthy. Like, I'm obsessed with finding people in their foot boots. I, do, are you obsessed with finding them or do they find you? 
I think it's a bit of uh, that's the question. If I can answer that question, can you? Else, I can't. I don't know if I'm meant to see them mm-hmm. or if they just find me. But I, it's not like I'm walking down touristy areas. I'm walking down back road alleys. Maybe that's seeing, why they're getting foot boots. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but does it mean I'm gonna get a foot cast? You is better it, not. I don't know. It's just I'm obsessed. I'm, I forgot to tell you. I saw that at the gym today. But should we? Since this is the first episode back from the pot from the european trip mm-hmm. when we last left off we were in rome just about to head out to the airport mm-hmm. do you want to talk about getting to the airport our flight back because the flight back was a little cray let's do our flight back well no the other thing i want to mention was when we were at the airport you made an observation about women uh, and i thought yeah. it was a very uh interesting observation much like when i see people with foot boots okay so my thing is, is that, and I've spoken about this on previous podcasts, like first season, is that the one thing I can't stand, um, Toronto fashion, is where women wear like Lululemon black pants as dress pants, or they feel like it's okay to go shopping and outside and like to restaurants and track pants and stuff. Like the one thing I loved about being in Barcelona and in Rome, but predominantly Barcelona, was that women and people in general just take really great pride in what they're wearing Mm -hmm. and so it's no matter what um how much money you have or whatnot you always wear you always dress up you always look vibrant and you take care of yourself like appearance is very important and not to say that i'm so superficial that you need to have like a prada bag and all this shit i'm just saying is that the one thing i hated was that when we're in the Rome airport and we're going to the gate, you immediately know it's a Toronto gate because every girl is wearing black capri Lululemon pants and some sort of, like, um, fall-colored tank top. And it was just, like, it was hilarious. I think we, we started counting them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it was ridiculous. And I'm like, I was in a dress, and you were in, like, jeans and a dress shirt yeah. coming home. Of course. And so it was just, like... I don't know. I just hate the way people, Canadians, dress. Yeah, and their Lululemon pants or their track suit or whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like... I it's just funny because it was like our whole section. Yeah, no, it was. And yeah, everyone you point out who was going back to Canada was in sweats or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone who was going from Rome to Toronto who was from Italy, they yeah, were dressed they were really like beautiful. Nice. Although the people who sat next to us, they were Italian. And they did not. They did not. Do you want to talk about who we got paired up with, our flight home and all that? Cra- that so just so everyone knows, the flight from uh, Rome, Italy to Toronto, Canada is easily 10 hours. And Worst our, 10 hours. And to start off, our flight was delayed by about an hour. Like Ugh. we were just on the runway. Yeah. But so our flight was a pretty big plane. They We were like right in the middle. Yeah. So we didn't have any window seats or anything. No. So again, so I gave you the aisle. We get there and I'm going in first. And there's already like a, another larger woman, girl, teenager, if you will, sitting in the farthest um, aisle seat. And she's eating, like, a ton of cookies. Like, there are crumbs flying left, right, and center. The best way to describe her is she's a Slipknot fan. Like, she was had, like, the she had black hair, but she had red hair. Like, you can tell she yeah. had a bad dye job. She's wearing, like, a corn t-shirt. Yeah. She, uh, I don't all know. in black. She and, was just like, okay, so either way, she was there. But what could have been, like, a tiny Italian village of, like, relatives were sitting all around us who clearly all knew her, who she was, like 
friends with, but it was like your Nona, your Noni, right? Good pull. Right? It was just like your primo, seconda, whatever. What's and that? First, second, etc. Nice. Right? It's just like every single person you know from your family was sitting around you. And so I get into the seat and like, holy F, like kind of a toss up. Who's the fucking worst person to sit beside? The large fat man that potentially was doing heroin in the bathroom? Yeah. About to have a heart attack? Or the corn wannabe who sat beside me eating cookies and had the worst BO ever, but felt compelled to put her arm up in the air to toss her hair back every 10 seconds? And I also would like to add, you were in the middle between me and this gargantuan beast. Yeah. And how was your seat? Oh my god, and my seat was broken. Yeah. And so it was just so ridiculous. So there was no actual... Um, what you want to call it, suspension on it. So if I sat back, the whole seat went back, yeah. right? Which was ridiculous because then I had to, like, I try and sit up straight anyway. Like, I very rarely put my seat back. But either way, it was just like, okay, this is what's going to happen now. So the whole time this chick was, like, finally when we did take off, she just would keep turning around. Yeah. So, like, her whiff of fucking stench would just come my way. And it was to the point where I'm, like, leading on you again to be, like, why do we always get stuck beside these ridiculous people? Yeah. And they're all talking, and, like, her relatives are pulling my seat back and kicking my seat. And I was, like, this is ridiculous. So then finally when they took the turn off the seatbelt sign, I guess she went to go take some other vacant seat so she could sit, like, yeah. behind her relatives and, like, talk to them properly. Yeah, but well, when she got up, there was, like, crumbs on her seat. There was probably, like, dandruff. Like, you know, it just, she left. She was... She so sat, dirty. Yeah, she sat there. She was dirty. So that sucked. Like, at least she left. Yeah. But the other thing I found, there was a lot of families on this plane. Like, so that all that was happening to your right. Mm-hmm. On my left, I was sitting next to, like, nonstop oh, families. Yeah. There was just, like... Like, husband, wife, and then, like, a set of, like, three kids. And all, no kid was over the age of probably 12. And so, next to me, the three seats next to me, there was two kids and a mom. And then mm-hmm. the dad, since there's only three seats, didn't get to sit with them. He was, like, mm-hmm. two rows up. Mm-hmm. So, this fucking guy, I don't think he sat for more than 10 minutes no, for the whole 10-hour flight. Every five minutes, he would get up, and he would stand next to me and talk to them. But he had his back to me, and obviously, or not obviously, but he was leaning over, so his ming and ass was stuck <laughs> right in my fucking face. For the 10-hour flight, I would say I'd had his ass in my face for a solid six and a half hours. Oh, hands Combined down. time. And it got to a point where I started taking pictures, being like, dude, move the fuck out of my face. I think the funny part was, was that, because you always say, it's like, we do everything in two minutes or less. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're coming on a plane. Have the things you want to keep with you in the oh. seat with you before you put your shit in the overhead compartment. I shit you not, we get in the plane, the, the guy who has his ass in John's face, puts his shit up in the overhead compartment, sits down, goes back out, takes out something, goes back down, goes back up, goes back down, and it's just like, what the fuck are you pulling out of your Mary Poppins bag that yeah. it's like this endless barrage of shit coming out of there? Yeah. And so it was it was like beyond funny, but I think what was the more hilarious part was it was only like two hours left to the flight home, and I'm like, why didn't we switch seats with them so the father could have sat beside his role of family uh, and we could have taken those two other seats then we would have been sat next to someone else we had the uh, luxury yeah. of having our own empty seat yeah that's true yeah so how aside from all these crazy people aside how mm. was the 10-hour flight back for you did it go by fast no go not at all so like the worst part was was now that this scunt of a corn fan was sitting like two rows behind me it meant that one of her younger relatives was sitting directly behind me now because i took her seat 
And so for him to talk to her, that meant he sat reversed in his seat with his back up towards the back of my seat, which meant now my seat was pushed, like, even if I tried to sit back, he would push it back up the other way. So it was just like, that was annoying. I felt like the Nonas of the world were like, as if these like grown men haven't traveled anywhere before by themselves they were she's like eat your vegetables do you want my food yeah kind of thing and so like they were like non-stop and so i'm like either you and i are far too independent or like i don't know we should have stayed home till we were like 35 yeah bug me too the guy behind me this is what i hate on people on planes who have to grab the person's seat the headrest in front of them to get out of their seat so here I am, I'd be sitting, trying to sleep, and all of a sudden, this guy would grab my the head I of my know. seat and pull it back just from the stand-up. And I'm like, he was a 20-year-old dude. I'm like, you're not old, wrinkled man with, like, beat-up bones. You can stand the fuck yeah. up. And so I hate when people do that. And he kept kicking my seat, too. So anytime he kicked or pushed my seat, I would shove it backwards. Yeah. So it was, like, full-blown seat wars for 10 hours. So here's a fact. Would you, two, two three questions... Okay. Now, knowing that we've flown on a 10-hour flight together, would you, knowing that I had to sit beside the world's largest person, mm. do you think people who are larger should have to pay for two seats? Yeah, it depends. If their body mass spills over into my seat, then yes. Okay. Would you pay... Or, or if they're fat enough, big enough that they need an extended seatbelt, possibly. Does that ever happen? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, if you're too big and your seatbelt doesn't reach, you need to get the extended seatbelt. I didn't even know that thing existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you have people who are flying with families all have to sit in one section of the plane? Oh, hell yeah. I would pay more just so I didn't sit next to a family. But yeah, if you're traveling with like three or more people, there should be a family zone. Like there is in stadiums where it's like the family non-alcoholic zone. Yeah. Either put it at the very front or the very back in the middle, but... Take those families. There should be family-designated areas. I agree. Like, I definitely think it shouldn't be, like, if you have a baby. Like, I know it's, like, the reverse. Like, you can pay to be away from, like, a baby kind of thing. But it's just, there should be a family zone. Finally, if we go on another 10-hour flight again, would you pay to be in, like, executive class versus coach? Uh, it depends what, if it depends if there's a big difference. Like when we flew to London, mm-hmm. we weren't in the executive class, but we were in an area that had like foot room. Foot room. So, I mean, if, if it's one of those flights where your seats mm-hmm. are a pot or something, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What about you? I feel like at this point in my life, if we're ever doing a 10 hour flight again, I'll take the hit. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. If you guys go to live605.podomatic.com, <laughs> hit the PayPal account so Val and I can fly first class. <laughs> Because we only spent two weeks in Europe. I have definitely flown in an executive class for to go to London twice, and it makes a difference. Bougie ho. Yeah, so. Okay, I felt bad because I was trying to lie to you about the time left on the flights. And oh. You'd be like, how much time is left on the flight? I'd be like, oh, there's only probably like 45 minutes. And then the captain come on and be like, so folks, I hope you're having a good flight. There is uh, about four and a half hours still left on this flight. I was losing my shit, like, to the point where I'm like, just kill me now, like, I think for me it's, the, it's like, a grander scale of the ferry ride back from Porter, where I'm just like, I just want to get back, like, downtown. Yeah. And well, knowing that we, it's like, we also had to go get our baggage, we also had to go get a cab. To go it's through like, customs. Yeah. So, and now customs is weird in Pearson. Yeah, I was going to say, we finally landed, 
And when you go through customs, like instead of talking to an agent, you go and you put your card through a machine, right? Yeah. And then someone just checks it over. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought we were going to get stopped for sure because it's like, oh, okay, we were in Europe for two weeks. How much money did you spend? I spent 40 bucks just buying cigars. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't buy anything. I bought zero things when I was in yeah. Europe. So I thought they'd be like, oh, that's weird. Like you're hiding something. But. No, it's like we're not. We're poor as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so we got through all that, and how is our cab ride back home? Do you remember the cab ride home? Is that the one who's, like, driving so fast? Yeah, the guy who, like, said he owned France. No, the guy who, like, remember, it's, like, this old white guy who was, like, oh, are you going to downtown Toronto? And he'd be like, oh. oh, yeah. I'd be like, sorry, you're a cab driver. And we got in the cab. He wouldn't, he didn't speak for, like, the first 40 minutes. Yeah. And if you guys are in Toronto, you know right now, um, the highway, like, the gardener and everything it's all down to one lane. There's construction, this and that. Mm-hmm. The guy like took this weird back road. He got off on Lakeshore, then took like some weird roads to try to avoid traffic. Yeah. But he just ended up taking like just Can as I- long. But I felt like he's like, where do you guys live? And we're like, oh, like pretty center downtown. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, really? And then got so nostalgic as if he had never driven downtown in like 15 years. So he decided to take all the back roads to come home. Yeah, he's like, you know, I used to uh, work, I used to run Friends back in the, uh, the 70s. Which and Friends, is, if you guys don't know, is like a, like a quintessential diner in Toronto. Yeah, There's he, It's a chain. He's like, it was always hopping every single Friday, Saturday night. You know, people would try to steal things, I'd run them down and beat the shit out of them. And I'm like, this guy is definitely a racist, so I try not to oh, say much. I'm like, down. I just hope he wasn't going to be like, you know... I don't like colors. Oh, hands down. And we've had those scenarios before. Yeah, so I'm like, just get me out of this damn cab. Yeah. So it was just like, I felt like he was taking exceptionally long. And then, I, you know when you're just like, you just want to get in your apartment? So then we get home, and it's just like... what time? So what time do we leave? I think we left at like 2? Two, 2 in Rome. Rome time. And then we landed 6 Toronto time. It was a 10-hour flight, 6 or 7-hour time yeah. difference. We landed in Toronto. We got home about... 7 or 6.30 or something. Yeah. We got into the apartment, Club 605. Probably about, 7. About 7. And we're starving, so we spent uh, a f- 4 or 5 days in Italy. So what was the first thing we got for dinner when we got back? Cali sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling? Like, did when you got back into Toronto, were you pretty jet-lagged? Like, were you feeling tired? Or were you just like, whoa, we're here now? I think it was just like, holy shit, we're home. But, like, you and I are very much like, got home, we unpacked everything, you immediately start doing laundry. Sorry, I'm yawning. Yeah. Ew, you just spit on me. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Don't act like you don't like it. I don't. <laughs> I apologize. Now your hands all clean. <laughs> what am I meeting your dad for the first time? <laughs> oh, stop. Um. Yeah, I got back, and I had no laundry, and I had to go into work the next day. Which is so stupid. So I felt, I'm like, I'm just going to do laundry. Like, it was pretty brutal. I was doing laundry till like, 10 at night, but I'm like, I just, I'm already tired and exhausted. I got to do this. Yeah. So you're smart, and you took the next day off. Yeah. I don't want to go back to fucking work. I'm an idiot, and I went into work. But wait, okay, before we get into that, we went to bed... When, when, when do you think we went to bed? Like midnight that night or something? Yeah. Because our body clocks were so off. By the time we got home, if it was midnight, it felt more like six in the morning to yeah. us, right? Go to bed at midnight, and I think we both woke up at like four. Because it's like, well, it feels like it's one in yeah. the afternoon right now. And like the first few days, our whole body clock was off. Like I, I, I got up and I started cleaning and doing yoga. Yeah, and then I got up, and I think we watched like a couple episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. And stuff, but... 
everyone, like, I went into work, and almost worse than being jet-lagged going to work is having to go into work explain or tell your vacation stories a hundred times to people. Especially because yours are going to be more prolific than, like, your standard, I went to the beach or whatever. Yeah, we just spent two weeks in Europe. We had weddings. We lost luggage. We Mm. missed flights. We had people get lost on the side of the road. Yeah. And so it's like immediately I get into work. I'm not into work for 10 seconds. I bump into a coworker and they're like, how's your trip? I'm like, okay, am I going to tell you like the 20 minute version, the two minute version, the hour version? I'm like, I'm just going to give you a 30 second version because I am hella tired. Yeah. And then I think I emailed a bunch of people being like, let's meet at 10 a.m. I'll tell my story. I'll show you pictures. Mm -hmm. But it's like I went downstairs. I told everyone. And then I go back upstairs and I see two more people that I didn't, that wanted to hear the story. And it's just like the first week back is always tough to get in, just to want to get back into work mode. Uh, I was definitely jet lagged, but just telling the vacation story is kind of a bitch sometimes, I find. Well, I found like as soon as you came home from work and then you told me how your first day was and it was like you spent like probably like cumulative like Oh, I spent the whole day telling the story. Telling the stories. <laughs> I go into next work, um, going to work the next day, and like everybody's like, "Hey!" But it was so busy that like everyone's like, "How's your trip?" And I was like, "Oh, it was great." And I, I was like getting ready to tell because I'm like, "Okay, just pick one clever anecdote that happened." And then I was getting ready to tell, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we're really busy. We have oh, no, no time to listen." So I didn't actually get to tell like anyone my stories. Oh no! But at the end of the day, I was like, because I didn't check any of my work email on vacation. I had, like, how many emails did you have when you came back? I had about, let's just say 200. Yeah. But only 12 of them mattered. Okay, so I had, and I remember the number, 486 emails, which to me is redonkulously less than I thought it would be. That's okay, good. Given on a single day, I can get 175 emails. And, but they were all pretty important Yeah, emails, so that right? was the shittiest part. It actually took me, like, two and a half days to go through everything. Okay. Um, and, like... Just, like, going back and answering everyone. But it was, like, crazy because then I think for the, like, even up until last weekend, I feel like we were still telling people about the trip. Well, at this point, it's like we made a damn DVD. So it's like if anyone, if I meet another person, like, how's your vacation? I'm like, here's a DVD. It's 30 minutes long. If you want the director's cut, listen through episodes one through three of season six. That's the other thing. I'm like, yeah, now that the podcasts are out, I can be like, you want to know how London and Paris was? Go listen to episode one of season six of Live 605. You want to hear how the wedding was? That's episode two. Mm-hmm. You want to hear about us missing our flight in Barcelona? That's episode three. Like, <laughs> I'm done telling stories. <laughs> but I found the first day at work, I actually wasn't that tired or jet. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, you know, my boss, she was great. She's like, if you need to go home early, like, whatever, it's a slow week. Mm-hmm. Do, do what you got to do, then get out. First day back, I wasn't too bad. Day two, again, I think we both woke up at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Day two and day three, I found I was pretty tired. I was exhausted. But then by th- Wednesday or Thursday, I was actually A-OK. So, like, how long did it take for you to adjust I think back? for me, it was a week and a half because I got, like, so tired. And then by the weekend, I think that Saturday, like, I didn't sleep. But then the Sunday, I slept, like, so much, right? Um, but, yeah, like, it was just, like, I'm fucking tired now. So, like, I don't even know if I'm still jet-lagged. But, yeah. It was, it was intense. Are you happy to be back, though? Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that it's been, like, um, like obviously we'll tell some stories, like, when we got back is really funny. Because we had been back for the week, and then, like, on the Monday, the following Monday, when we both went back to work, I got this, like, ominous text message from Chris, one of our friends, the gentleman who I played um, piano with at Lil's wedding, yeah. um, who's one of our really tight friends from um, high school. I was friends with him. He texts me and he's just like, hey Val, what are you in uh, 
John doing tonight? What's going on? And I was like, oh, uh, just probably watching Gilmore Girls and going grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, okay. He's like, just wanted to see what you guys were doing, you know? And I'm like, oh. And I was like, you can come over if you want. Because I guess we had been seeing Chris for like two months straight. Like sometimes like twice a week. For sure. Because you were practicing your songs for the wedding. So then it was just weird. So then he's like, okay, uh, Becca and I will come over at like 6.30 and I was like, okay. That's his fiance. Yes, who's awesome. And so the weird thing is, is like on text message, I have another text message going with Miranda. And Miranda's like, why is Chris being so insistent that we all hang out tonight? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, are they gonna tell us like, you know, like they're pushing the wedding, they're pregnant, they bought a different house, they're staying in the city. And so I was like, oh, this is so crazy. And so I guess like Miranda was coming over then too and her friend Sarah. Um, was coming as well so then it became like oh it's like kind of like a Fran tank all over again but the weird thing was was that talking to them so they came over for dinner made dinner like we did a sit down dinner again when we were like just reminiscing about some stuff but we hadn't actually all of us spoken about France so there were some stories that like Chris had from parts of the wedding that I didn't know and same with Miranda and like just like the rest of the trip and stuff well even like we told the story about the dog, the secret dog, right? Yeah. Did we end up telling, like, we found out the dog actually was the house, the mm-hmm. owner of the house's dog. Mm-hmm. Like, we found stories out like that, which is kind of funny. But yeah, yeah. we heard all these, like, crazy stories about stuff. So it's yeah. good to kind of catch up and get filled in. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm debating whether we should tell some, st- there's some other stories, or do you want to get into our, should we do the debate now? We do the debate. Yeah, so this might be a new segment where, as you guys know, Wow, that's 605 debates. I told you I was right. Nah, dog, you were wrong. We get along pretty well. We don't argue much about much, but there is the odd time when the moon landing comes up. Ugh. And we're not, that will say we, we've talked about it like to too many ends, but mm-hmm. I think now would be a good time to debate who... I don't, what, even, what is this debate even called? Like who owns more of the podcast or who's... Yeah. Who owns what shares of the podcast? Yeah, and I think I'm being pretty generous in saying that I'm 51% and you're 49%. You know what? Okay, so you go first. Tell me why you feel like I deserve less. Well, a couple reasons. So one of the main reasons why I started the podcast was, Mm -hmm. you know, in this daily grind that is life, we all have jobs, we all uh, pay taxes. Every day the man's telling us what to do, right? Right. And that, that, that sometimes you need that you because mm-hmm. then you don't commit crimes mm-hmm. or that. But I wanted something where it's like 100% me, mm-hmm. 100% owned by me. Not even just owned by me, but something that I can do that no <laughs> one tells me how to run it. Yeah. No one's going to tell me yeah. I got to change this it's, or... So, okay, keep oh, going. Oh, so, sorry. I'm, I'm, I didn't know I was done. No, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what we actually... You know what we almost need is this timer to be like... We have one minute argument. So it's like I have two minutes to go, two minutes is up, go. and you go. So I, I just wanted to start. I also just love doing podcasts. I, yeah. I'm like, I, it's a good way to be creative, but I just want something mm-hmm. where it's all mine. I can do these crazy segments where I got your boy or I'm mm-hmm. doing an episode about aliens taking mm-hmm. over. And then, because you didn't even know what podcasts were, and you were gracious enough mm-hmm. to be on the first three episodes, I had to kind of show you what mm-hmm. they were. And then as the, Gracious? Yeah, no, I, I was. Gra- I wasn't gracious. No, I said you I, I said I was gracious okay. that you did them. Okay. See, this is why you gotta let me do my thing for a minute. Okay. And then as the thing went on and on, it's like, oh shit, 
we have really good chemistry. It's much better when you're... <laughs> One would hope after, what, five years of dating? <laughs> I roll. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like... It's awesome. I want you to go from being on every other episode to being on. You have to be on every episode mm-hmm. now and stuff. Let's make sure you're still close to the mic. Hi. Uh, so that started happening, and then I started getting demands of people being like, "You gotta be. We gotta. You gotta put Val on the cover. Like, put her on there. She's just as much of the podcast as you." Mm-hmm. And so, fair enough. And then you've also done a lot of great things for the podcast marketing. <laughs> you've done all the cover art. This no, and that. No, 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 no. I don't need you to do wax poetic okay. about what I've done well, the, for the, you. The whole reason why that I need fifty one percent is because I started this thing. Okay, and and quote unquote, it's a hundred percent you, right? It That's start, exactly what you said. I said it started off a hundred percent. No, 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 no. No, I'm not Lie. saying it's. I, I can't be. Give me, give me your your definitive statement. This podcast, this you get podcast, 51% because yeah. it's 100% you. No, I get 51% of this podcast because I started, created it, mm-hmm. came up with the idea, the concept, mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And right. At, when it started, it was 100% me. As thing goes on, okay. I expand. We've had guests on. We've gotten bigger. We've been downloaded all over the world. Right. You became a co For a while, you were just a guest. Okay. Back in what, season four, you became a co-host. Okay. And now season six, you're on the cover. So yeah, you deserve to have... As a lot of input, but at the end of the day, I should be able to veto it if I need to. Can I borrow the notebook for a second? Yeah, sure. And a pen. Sure, sure. Okay, so I just want to keep some tallies of things. Okay, so you said you wanted to come up with a podcast, right? I remember the distinct conversation in St. Lawrence Market where you were going to call it Lord knows what. And I was like, why don't you call it Live at 605? So that was actually my idea, right? Then it was like, okay, let's do uh, some cover art. And you're like, hey, Val, Marvels. Is that Marvels? I don't know what that was. That was weird. That was. That's scary. Yeah. Um, Then it was like, hey, Val, can you do some cover art for my podcast? And it's like, oh, okay, that's two. Then it was like, hey, Val, can you be on episodes, um, the first few episodes of the podcast, um, as just like some clever banter with me? Sure. Three. Right? Then it became, and I quote, Hey Val, I don't know what to do on this podcast. Well, um, I'm running out of episode ideas. Can you just come and guest oh, star? I, I did say that, did I? You did. Okay, keep Okay. Going. Then it was my friends Miranda. Yeah. Right? Right? My brother and my sister-in-law. Right? Okay. Can I put six? Oh, keep, keep going, please. Six tags for podcast artwork. Okay. Right? Times two versions. Okay. Right? So that's 12. Sure. So I'll just put 12 here. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah. Don't keep going. I bought you ad space. Yeah. Right? So I actively market your podcast. Oh, for sure. Definitely. You also use my computer to edit and uh, build said podcast. Okay. Right? You, my hard drive is also no longer working where all your podcasts were saved. There's another one. Okay. Right? Um, I did buy you your new gear for your podcast. Those are gifts. Those gifts. are Chris- Christmas gifts. They are Christmas but, gifts, but I believe in your okay. stuff. Okay, so let's make, you got the mic and the tripod, so make put two down. Oh, okay. Okay, that's Good two call. separate, yeah. Right? Okay. And so whenever you need help for this podcast, I tend to come. And I made you banner ads for Potomatic. Potomatic, you did yeah. do that, yeah. So, realistically, 5, 10, 22, 27. Yeah, that's pretty good. 27 I, I things, yeah. active things that I've done for this podcast. Okay, can I mark down a couple then? Can I grab that pen and paper? Oh, wait, I'd also like to point yeah. out, you cannot use things like I pay for bandwidth or <laughs> I came up with the concept because 
there's things that I do that you don't contribute to at all. Okay, let me see this. AKA school. Let me let me see this thing for a second. Okay. okay. Let me just write down this so you can read it out to everybody, okay? Okay. This is what I wrote down. What did I write? Me. Yeah. This is my podcast. <laughs> then if, you should do okay. If, fact, if, if, season seven, we're gonna get John to do his own cover work. No, because people won't like it. It's not gonna be as good as yours. No. I'm just gonna put this is my only argument. That's all I gotta say. If um if I never created this, we if I never said I want to do a podcast mm-hmm. right now. Saturday, August 30th at 8.20 p.m. Mm-hmm. We would not be sitting in this room bonding together, growing as a couple, growing as people, you know? I'm bringing us together. I'm Here's standing our... Here. Oh, shit, I wrote on my arm. Here's one more thing. You say that as if, like, I love doing these things with you, but you know what I would like back? The hour and a half it takes me to do these How about this? How much... I, can I quote after every end of every season? What? Oh man, I really miss listening to the podcast on my commutes to work. I give you, I give you five days a week of pure enjoyment to listen to. You miss this if we stop today. So I'm saying, who would miss this more? If I said I'm stopping this podcast, we're never going to do another one. You'd be like, no, please keep going for the sake of my commute. No, I would not. You. I just get the new Taylor Swift album and shake it off. <laughs> And who's putting that on your iPhone? I could do it. You just like doing that shit. I'll, okay, so you know what I just realized? What? About these debates. The problem is we don't have a third impartial party to say who wins. This is why the next time we do it, like legit, we should get somebody here as an arbiter yeah. or a mediator. Uh, you know, it's going to be my dad. He'll call me the day after he hears this. He'll be like, yeah, Val owns 60% of this thing. I own 60%. So I'm how do you get care. 60? Why do I get 40? Because I do more work for the podcast. You might just edit it, but I do all the other work. All the other work. I there's I also do all the pic collages. I also do all the Facebooking. We haven't done a damn pic collage. I missed one pic collage. I've been posting stuff. I post clever comments. What do I post? I post this season and last season. Yeah, but I post. I run the 605 Facebook page. I run Potomatic. I run. I got us on the Stitcher. Stitcher. I, I, Here's I, a fact. Yeah. Here's another fact. I didn't sign up for this, but I happily do it because I love you. Yeah. I signed up for school. You're not helping me with school. I just spent six weeks in New York for school. Flying back and forth from That's Toronto. That's your school. I'm talking about my school. What's the difference? You're not helping, actively helping me with my school. What, pay for it? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Or do it. <laughs> I helped you that one time. When a I couple times. <laughs> I may have huffed and puffed for a few minutes. You always huff and puff. I'm getting dangerously do, close to writing on your leg. Don't do it. I'll fucking slap you. <laughs> I just wrote on my hand again. Debate adjourned. I win 60-40. Wow, that's 605 debates. I told you I was right. Nah, dog, you were wrong. Well, I think we'll let the audience debate that. But I think that was a good 605 debate. Now it's over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was good. So we also went to a baseball game. I don't know. where do you want to... We baseball. There's baseball. uh, Baseball was fun. Sean Batty didn't come. Yeah, should we talk about our beef with Sean Batty and his restaurant choices? Oh, yeah. Or should we Let's get a- go current. I feel like so much shit's happened in the past, and I'm like, I want to get us back up so we're on topical again. Or I was going to be like, we almost should have a new segment where it's called like 605 Know-It-Alls. 605 Know-It-Alls. Because I know it all. Dog. 
I feel like people need to listen to it. Should we just get into this? Yeah, whole, let's get into it. I don't, this isn't even a segment. I just don't understand why people don't always 100% listen to everything <laughs> you and I say. Because, look, we may have our differences when it comes to moon landings and who owns what <laughs> podcast. But everything else, when we're on the same page, if you don't fucking listen to what we say, you're stupid. When it comes to restaurants to go to, when it comes to who you should be dating, when it comes to what TV to watch, what music to listen to. What to wear. What to wear, exactly. You should listen to us at all times, every time. Every time. Should we talk about dinner the other day? Yes. As a good example? So, our dear friend Maddie from Party Podcast fame was really sweet, and we hosted a dinner, um, like, a few months ago, like, a while ago, and it was a sit-down dinner when Ferris initially came back from L.A., and we did, like, true to form, like, a ton of wine, a ton of food, like, a ton of courses, and she's like, Val, I love that day so much, I want to host my own. Maddie doesn't cook, so this was a huge thing for her to volunteer to do this, except Maddie also does contract work, so her schedule's a little, like, all up in the air. So, this past Thursday... Yeah. Thursday, she was like, why don't we all get together? And um, she's like, I'll cook a dinner for everybody. Needless to say, we didn't know the extent of the dinner till we actually all met up that evening. But we didn't end up doing dinner because Maddie actually had to work till like 7.30. And we were all coming from like different things. Like a bunch of us had to work the next day. Yeah. So we were like, let's just go to a pub. Yeah, there's a pub that's like a few streets over from us. It's called O'Grady's. It's kind of like, it's pretty close to where we live. It's close to kind of like where a bunch of us live, All right? All of us, like, everybody who was there. So Ferris, Maddie, Sean, Batiman. Batiman. Right? Um, Nikki was coming. She. It's a bit of a more of a commute for her. But uh, Tesla was coming. So, like, everyone from the baseball game, somewhat, yeah. was going to be there. And so we were just like, okay. When we all went out to the bar, when we got back from um, Europe, everybody's like, let's go to a bar and make it, like, our central perk. Like, someplace yeah. close that has a patio. And we're like, let's go to O'Grady's because it's, like, the best combination of, like, heated patios. The food is good. It's, the service is great. Right. It's lit. It's in the Lots village. Lots of good drinks. It's, like, everything is there. So we're like, if we can't go to Maddie's this Thursday for dinner because everybody's working really late. Let's just go to O'Grady's and hang out on the patio. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I, that was my suggestion. I've never ever... That was actually my suggestion. No, I, we, I texted. Well, you, we both texted it. No, I texted and you're like, let's go there. No, I also texted. You texted earlier in the day and then no one responded back. And then everyone's like, what should we do? And then I again texted it. Mm-hmm. We both texted it. Oh, okay. Listen, we're on the Listen, same... Listen, This is when we're still on the same... Clammy hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> you should excuse yourself for that one. That's a chill. <laughs> I don't know if that picked up on the mic, but you're blowing serious booty whistles. Ow! Ow! Should I add the other day, you slapped the shit out of my arm and you left a huge pink imprint on my arm. And you threw uh, an object at my face, <laughs> whipped it. I've been getting my oh man, I get I got beat up so bad <laughs> Let's this week. Take, tell the one story. I got bullied on the street twice by separate people. <laughs> I can say that for another day, but so then out of nowhere, Bati man's just like, oh, let's go to the Blake house. And we're like, okay, first of all, 
The Blake House is so four years ago we used to hang there. It's located on Jarvis. The patio is facing Jarvis. Jarvis is where a bunch of like drug addicts and hobos walk. Yeah, and it's just like it's not the nicest. It's just not the prettiest of areas. No, and so it's just like we've all slapped me again. No, I did it. (laughs) Right? It's like we all had like very like hit or miss occasions there where it's like the food isn't good, the drinks are dirty. Like, and when I say dirty, it's like the glasses are dirty. One time, Sean had a drink, and he asked for a new glass because he said, and I quote, this one tastes like blood. They're like, that is disgusting. I've right? never been there. I've been there, and I've enjoyed my food, but every time I go there, at least one person has something to kind of complain about, whether it's a small complaint or a big yeah. complaint, like bloody uh, glasses. glasses. He's like, okay, well, let's go to the Blake house. And so I'm like, Whoa, fine, right? And so we all go to the Blake house. We get there. He has like... Put the tables together, whatever. We order our drinks. The waitress brings our drink. I order a Muskoka, and it was delicious, but she's like, this is the last one. And I was very adamant that I wanted stuff in a bottle, right? Because I've had situations before. But I'm like, I'm going to give this place the fucking benefit of the doubt, right? So last Muskoka, don't order anything else. Okay, go. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I ordered a drink. Uh, I was looking at the menu, and I'm like, I guess I'll get the ribs. Yeah. I, I always love a good rib, rack mm-hmm. of ribs. Sean's like, okay, that also looks good. He'll get the ribs. Mm-hmm. I got a chicken and brie sandwich, and then, like, the girls got other kind yeah. of things. So, either way. So, let's let's just start. How was your, your chicken sandwich? I didn't even eat it. Yeah, it was gross. Like, it was disgusting, but then it was also, like pitch black on this patio i couldn't even actually see my sandwich yeah, there's no lights there's at all no lights right my sandwich like the bread was like either stale or overly toasted but not charred because i couldn't bite into it and the meat was like no taste yeah so my ribs i i classify them this with one word okay they're yeah. okay the ribs were fine the, the ribs were just okay the sauce wasn't the greatest but they're okay. Nothing to be like, these are amazing. I wouldn't say they were awful. They were just okay. But what makes me laugh is then who comes to bat? Pun, no pun there. Yeah. But like, okay, Sean, we asked Sean, how do you like the food? What does he say? No, he first started, he's like, John, what do you think of the, the ribs? I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, they're okay. What do you think? He's like, I think they're awful. He's and like, they're the like, worst. Okay. And like, one thing that I think is endearing about Sean is that he definitely speaks his mind. Yeah. But it's so fucked up that he has the gall to speak his mind, and then we still keep coming here. Yeah, I know. Like, just basically, he told the waitress, she's like, oh, how do How was everything? And he's like, they're, it's awful. And he's like, I'm not going to eat any of them. So she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. What's yeah. wrong? He's like, they're under overcooked, and the sauce is really bad, this and that. Yeah. And then, like, then he was still hungry. Yeah. And so it was just, like, he ate Ferris's, like, second half of her sandwich. Yeah. But, like, no, yeah, the thing I was going to say, so at the end of the night, his bill came. They obviously didn't charge him for that. And when, Oh, they didn't? No, they didn't. And he's like, oh, thank you. He's like, just so you know, I will definitely be coming back. And I'm and like, so, what the place sucks? so stupid. And then, okay, so then I ordered, um, like, because I was like, oh, I want another drink. Yeah. So then I got a pint of Mill Street Organic. And, like, the glass smelled so bad. And that has happened to me there before. Yeah. And so I didn't even drink it. Ferris was, like, wasted. So she ended up drinking it. I'm like, I don't even know how you're fucking putting your face anywhere near that glass. Because it is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And so then Sean's like, yeah, we'll totally come back here. I'm like, we are never coming back here. I know. I'm like, you just said the ribs were awful. I'm just... Like, I hate paying for things that I know are shitty. And then we ended up going out to get... Like, I ended up eating leftovers when I came home because I was so hungry. It's one of those things. If you go to a place... 
place one time. The food's not the greatest. Give it a couple. I'll, I'll give it once. I'll give it two. I'll even give it three strikes you're out. Mm-hmm. But this place, I mean, for the last couple of years, every time we go, there's always been one problem or another. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm at the point now, I'm like, why not just go to O'Grady's where we've, I've never heard anyone complain about the food. No. I mean, the waitress is very nice uh, at this place, Blake House, but the waiters and waitresses at O'Grady's is always nice. The food comes quickly. The drinks never smell bad. The food's <laughs> always good. Like, I never had a complaint. Benjamin. Yeah, we took Ben to his first gay bar there, you know. <laughs> yeah. They took care of little baby Ben and everything. Yeah. So I just, it's just like, listen, if we're suggesting a restaurant, it's probably because we know that it's a good restaurant. So I just don't understand why people aren't always listening to our Totally. Advice. And yeah, it's, it's the same when it comes to like relationships. relationships or movies or music or TV shows. It's just... If, we, if we're talking, we're giving out advice, you should listen to us. I feel like we're a good, credible pool. Like, even, like, Thursday night, it was, like, literally going to sleep because I had a pretty big day in the morning on Friday. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep because I am exhausted. Do I not put my phone down? And my dear friend Ferris texts me, and she's, like, having some questions about some guy stuff going on. And so I was just like... Okay, I might be a little bit older than you, but this is not my first time to the rodeo. Any fucking person could give you this advice. Like, I don't think it's revolutionary by any means. But the problem is, I'm like, she gets the silliest advice from other people. And so I'm like, or she's just, like, not absorbing it. And so I tell her to the, like what's actually going on and she's like whoa and i'm like that's she's like you're so smart i'm like that's because i give accurate and right sage good advice exactly no bueno no so yeah guys if you're talking to us and we give you advice listen to us like i said we do everything two minutes or less two minutes or less we're both successful Mm. we both i remember the one time ferris was came over and she always like talks about this this will go back to my lululemon pants story she came over and we were going out dancing or something or out to dinner and she was going with like a guy she liked and i was like you're not wearing that come with me and she i ended up like dressing her up more (laughs) to go on a date and i gave her like a bunch of my jewelry and stuff and she always remembers that day as like the day i had to take care of paris and dress her up and so I was like, no, because I'm like, it's true. It's just like, I wouldn't send you out into the world like like an unkept lamb. Kind of <laughs> I dig you. I dig you. Mm. Well, I think we still got a little bit more to talk about, but let's take a break. Can we do a little round of Would You Rather? Yeah. So let's play, get the big book and play Would You Rather. Would you rather be a little bitch or fuck with trouble? I feel like we've done most of these now. I feel like, it too, you know what we should do is we should check off each time we do one, yeah. like with this pencil. Do you want to go first and read a couple? Yeah. I think it's a good time to break things up, and then we'll, we'll round out some talk, and then we'll end this bad boy. So how about you stop? Let's see what we got. Have we done this one before? Uh, no. Okay. Would you rather have the kind of personality that causes people to believe you are a conniving manipulator or have the kind of personality of a pathological liar? Uh, I think I'd rather be a pathological liar. Okay. Because then people wouldn't know that you're necessarily lying. Yeah. But if you're the other one, then people... Wait, what was the first option? So, 
have the kind of personality that causes people to believe you're a conniving manipulator. Yeah, I don't want people to think I'm a conniving manipulator, but if I'm a pathological liar, maybe I'm so good you don't know that I'm lying. Ah. What about you? I would do pathological liar because then some of the lies may be so outlandish, people just think you're ridiculous, yeah. versus manipulating people, I think is just, like, rude. Yeah, exactly. You could lie and just be like, look at that monster cock over there. <laughs> maybe she'll jokes. tell that story on the podcast. Maybe, yeah. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. Sorry. We might have to have that on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, stop. Okay, would you rather chew a piece of a toenail off a dirty man's foot? Okay. Or thoroughly lick his unshowered armpit? Uh, 100% without a doubt lick that man's armpit. Ew. What about you? I would just kill myself. <laughs> I don't like my own hygiene. Why would I fucking go next to somebody else? I'd rather lick it because if you're biting a toenail, I hate that sound of the... You bite your nails. Yeah, I have my own nails. But when I'm biting someone's own toes, it's just like... I bite my nails. Yeah, but that's just hot. <laughs> no, I think I'd, I'd rather lick a man's armpit because I could do it real quick. If he has like really bad toenails and I can't Ew. bite them off with my teeth, yeah. it's They're tougher. Like hang nails. Yeah. Do you want me to do a couple? Yeah. Tell me when. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. We haven't done this one. Okay. Would you rather have the power to read minds or have the power to make anyone fall in love with you? Read minds? Because then I could tell what they're thinking to make them fall in love with me. That's the exact answer I have. <laughs> what about you? No, Yeah, I'd rather read someone's mind because yeah. then I could use that against them. Be like, oh, you're thinking about like golf. Let's go golfing. <laughs> but it's like, to have the power to make someone fall, I feel like too many people would fall in love with me. It would get too sticky. Like, I'm walking down the street. The mailman sees me. He's like, damn, that, that, I know you don't watch Buffy, but there was a really good episode where Xander had some potion. Okay. And everyone in um, Sunnydale fell in love with him. It was so good. That's cool. Yeah. I have not seen that episode. You haven't seen any. No. Okay, here's... I know, I haven't seen any of them. Mm-hmm. Here's a note to that. It says, oh... To be in love. Did you know that 15% of U.S. women say they have sent flowers to themselves on Valentine's Day? I have never done that. That's sad and pathetic. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Would you rather lick the floor underneath a refrigerator (laughs) or the underside of a toilet rim? Ew. Apparently... People, like, I think the stat is that toilets are actually cleaner than people's floors or something. But I would, having said that, I have licked a jello shot off a hotel floor. That's true. Right? Pops so, down likes that story. So clearly I have no qualms with licking floors. I think I'd rather flick a toilet bowl. I don't know. Eww. You know what pisses me off? I hate when people say that stuff like, you know, the uh, the bottom of a toilet seat is actually cleaner than the table. Or the... I'm like, shut up. I hate when people are like, they say stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. actually the floor is cleaner if, you know, if you could eat food off the floor. It's like, shut up. I'm not, I'm not licking a toilet rim. <laughs> or Wait, I thought you said you... Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I would rather. I just hate when people are like, oh, no, the bottom of a toilet seat is actually cleaner than, like, most countertops. It's like, no, no one shits on countertops or has piss flicker all over. 
Yeah. I don't. I just. I hate people like that. Or it's when people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't drink bottled water. There's aspartame." It's like, yeah. You know what we had the debate about at work. What's I forgot that? to tell you. So you know how, um, what you want to call it? John is really good in the fact that obviously we're roommates, right? <laughs> we're obviously dating, but we're roommates. But he never has been. Even when we weren't dating, you never kept the toilet seat up. No, be- it goes right back. Listen, I'm a grown adult. A toilet seat's big enough that I can piss in it and stand up. I don't need to lift the toilet. I don't know who in their right mind over the age of 16 <laughs> lifts toilet seats because there's a big enough hole that I can stand, hold, shoot, fire, and execute without getting pissed on a seat. So I think, I can't remember if it was Bobby or Adam when we were at work or whatever, we were having the same debate because I think Rebecca was saying like, Something like, oh, she had friends over and they were all leaving, like, the toilet seat up. And I was like, that's, like, my biggest pet peeve when, like, Bati Man and Daniel <laughs> come over. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, they always used to leave the toilet seat up. And it, like, drives me nuts because I'm like, you have, like, just proper aim and <laughs> yeah. it goes, go to town. Right? And so they're like, whoa. And they're like, John's been doing that forever. And Bobby agreed with you. I think Adam was the one that blew his mind. Because he always puts the toilet seat down, but it was just like, he couldn't believe you had been doing that forever. Yeah, I always, it's, it's a huge hole. <laughs> like, whose aim is so bad that they need to lift the seat up? Like, it, it, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. You know what's funny is when we lived in Toronto, like, this is back when I was super young. Mm-hmm. We had friends who lived on our street. Shout out to Cottonwood Court Thornhill. You actually saw our old house on Tops Mountains here. It wasn't as racist as the name alludes to. Even though we lived next to uh, Nazis and black people who did not get along, rightfully so. And we did not like the Nazis, obviously. I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyways, we had people who lived on our street who were not Nazis. They were nice, normal people. Mm -hmm. And there's one kid who was like my age. I guess he was like five or something, five or six. No, 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 not Neil. This is our other friend. Yeah. His name was Tyler because I don't remember. I won't give out his last name so no yeah, one's going to know who he is. And they lived down the street and every time he came over and he would use the washroom, mm-hmm. my mom would always use the washroom after him. She just ended up always having to use the washroom after him. Mm-hmm. But every time he used our washroom, he always pissed and shit all over everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom would have to walk in and he wouldn't clean up so he'd have, she'd have to clean up. And sure enough, every time he, she wouldn't know, she would just go in after him and there'd just be piss on the wall and shit on the floor Ew. and she'd have to clean everything always would up. Would she tell his parents? I don't remember. I think, I don't know. This, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was 15. He was like, he was pretty young. Like, I remember, I must have been like five or something. That's so gross. So shout out to Mom's Mountain for, uh. Cleaning up the toilets. Those unwanted well. jobs, you know. Sometimes you just gotta buckle down do what you do. So. Ew. Do your thing, girl. I see you. I see you out there. To your mom? That's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> Do I need to remind you about the time you asked if I wanted to watch my mom masturbate? <laughs> no. Am I wrong? Did you not pose that question on an episode? That was by proxy through your dad. Sorry, you also asked me and my two other good friends if they would rather watch their mom masturbate. <laughs> that was because of your dad. What? In the big book. Next, we're not playing with this book anymore. Okay, I think we need to end things in a bit, but... Because I, I already... What else is on your damn notes? Did we actually talk about everything? Uh, a couple of things. I think we should leave... We can leave the baseball game. No, I, I want to get back to doing topical things. Yeah, no. Because the, the band... I have an idea for the band of the week. Unless you have a band of the week. No. Okay, so my band of the week is a band from the Wish I Was Here soundtrack. So I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that movie. Oh, uh, okay. If let's you talk w- about it. And then do you want to just end things after that? Sure. So let's just talk about that movie. It's already been an hour in, in a bit. Mm-hmm. So... 
I know I I've probably mentioned it to you guys before, but I love Zach Braff. We love Scrubs. It's, mm-hmm. When we first started dating, I wanted you. I showed you the show. I thought you'd like it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I was a twenty-something uh, male in the uh, mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. So what movie was I obsessed with? Garden State. Much like every other male who thought that Garden State was a quintessential film about them, like yourself. Oh. I don't know how you thought that movie resonated with your life. It was very relatable to me. Because <laughs> you were not on antidepressants. I burped into the mic. No dick flicks. Right? Anyways, I related to the movie. It was one of my favorite movies. I like. I respected the fact that he wrote, directed, starred in it. Uh-huh. And I like the idea that he wrote it when he was in college. And he didn't get to make it until like five seasons in the scrubs when he finally got to make some money. He finally became a bit of a star, you know, a well-known name. But having said that, he hasn't wrote and directed a movie in ten years, not since this new movie, Wish I Was Here. Mm-hmm. So I was obviously very excited to go see this movie, and you were kind enough. There's two movies. There's a movie you want to see, a movie I want to see. I want to see Wish I Was Here. You want to see... Planet of the Apes! Obviously. <laughs> right. And you were very kind, and you said we can go see Wish I Was Here we first. We always see the movies you want to see. No. Yes? What about when we saw the, the, um, the, the Christmas animated movie? That was like three years ago. I'm also going to put this on you. You wanted to see Prometheus. That was like three years ago. <laughs> we also, I don't know, we take turns. No, we do not. Next. Anyways, well, the next... I won't pick any more movies for the rest of the year. You always huff and puff when I pick movies. What? No. Yes, you do. I don't see all the movies. Not in theaters. If I pick movies here that I want to watch, you're like... like, one movie? Oh, let's go back and check if there's another crime movie where somebody's selling cocaine. Ah! No. (laughs) Yes? Well, anyways, you give me... What did you think of the movie? Oh, I didn't like it. (laughs) None of it? No, it's so ridiculous. I like the soundtrack. Uh, well, I guess you weren't a fan of the first movie to begin with. No, so. actually, I liked Garden State. I don't think it was, like, the be-all, end-all of films. Again, I liked the soundtrack. I thought Zach Braff did an amazing job. I feel like I identified more with it. The chick had epilepsy. I do not wear a helmet. Um, but it was just, like, this movie felt so self-indulgent to the point where I was, like... We need all these character arcs to happen. So in the first five minutes, it's going to be like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, this person has cancer. This person is down in their job. This person's relationship's not going so well. And it was just like, kind of, I don't know, it just felt uh, like not properly written. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as fulfilling as I feel like a Garden State was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought like, which blew blows my mind that what is it Mandy Patinkin? Yeah. Right? Who knew he was from Princess Bride? I just found that out. Who didn't know these things? I don't know. I didn't know. That brings me to another thing. We're gonna have a new segment later on this season. And be like, does Val know what this is? <laughs> be- or who does Val know who this is? Yeah. Because <laughs> did you? <laughs> you had a, you came home once from a girls' night and you had you asked me what an enema was. Because I thought it was eczema. I don't think people know this shit. Everyone knows what what an enema is or getting an enema. I'm not even cheating you. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, everyone knows. It's when you stick a tube up your butt and flush out the waste. I guarantee you five of our listeners, our main listeners, are like, who the hell knows what that is? Here's another fact. What are you reading or listening to that would actually have that word in it? I don't know. That's a medical thing, though. An enema is an actual... I mean, I brought up one yesterday. I was like, do you know what a blumpkin is? 
And, like, that's understandable if you don't know what a blumpkin is. Do you remember what a blumpkin is? It's when you're getting... with your butt. <laughs> kind of. It's when you're getting blown while sitting on the toilet. How is that with your butt? Because you're sh- crapping out of it. Ew! But that, I can understand you don't know them. But an enema is, like, that's... You can go to a doctor, and a doctor can recommend that you have an enema. Isn't that, like, a colonoscopy? Uh, yeah, that's different, though. A colonoscopy, you got to go in for an enema. You can do at home in the privacy of your own bathroom. So it's a domestic colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, it's a little bit different. Like, I've never had an enema. I've never used it. I've never had, had a need for one. But I, from what I understand... But then I asked you, I was like, what's the difference between that and a bidet? A bidet just shoots the water to the surface area of your butt. It's, it's an enema you're sticking a tube up your asshole. Why do you need to clean your butt inside it? Because <laughs> maybe you're putting things in there. Or maybe you... Like a treasure chest? <laughs> I don't know. I Like I said, I've never needed to use an enema. I've never actually used a bidet. But a bidet is, let's just say, you you had too much chili for lunch and you, a paper towel's not doing it. You need to shoot some water at the surface area of your butt. Why don't you just take a shower? Because who has time for a shower in this, this day and age? <laughs> what the fuck? Honestly? You know why you're not having a shower? Because you just had lunch with your ten best friends. You're outside waiting to watch more NFL football. And you're like, guys, I can't shower, but you know what I can do? I can shoot water towards my bum. Who has a damn bidet in their house? I was at a friend's house about five and a half, six years ago before we were hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I was drinking with them. And Mm -hmm. I went to the washroom and I was like, whoa, a bidet. And I turned it on. Was it their parents' house? No, it was like in an apartment. Weird. Yeah, it was was like uh, in uh, the uh, uh, college and Bathurst area. Whose house? It was just a friend from, from college. And oh. I met up with a bunch of other friends, and there's a bidet in there. Okay, well, either way, at the ripe age of 30, I don't know what these words mean. And so when me, Ferris, and Lorky went out and we heard some stories, I just started laughing because they seemed to start laughing, but I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. So then I had to come home and ask John what eczema was. And I'm like, I don't know, isn't that like with your chest or something? Yeah. Does you mean you need a puffer? No, that's asthma. Asthma, yeah. I've had asthma. I've never had an enema. I can say that. Yeah. I've shot air into my mouth, but I've never shot hot boiling water up my bum hole. Ew. I don't know how we got from enemas. To, from Zach Braff to Enemas. Either way, the movie I didn't definitely did not like as much as Garden State. The first half I thought was like you said, it was almost two fourths. Like, oh, spoiler alert, someone has cancer. Spoiler or not spoiler. I'm a grown man and I have kids, but I'm clinging on to my twenties. Like, but I did like the second half, like the last twenty five minutes. I mm-hmm. that's when I thought it picked up. That's when I liked the writing. I did, however, I really like... So you mean like the last quarter, because then it would only be an hour film, or a 50-minute film. I was just about to take me. me. I did really like, I think this person's going to be a really big star. I liked his daughter in the movie. The chick from Moneyball? And the chick who was in Fargo, the daughter oh, yeah, in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was really good in it. Like, I thought her role yeah. was really good. I will say it was nice to see Zach Braff and Donald Faison, a.k.a. Turk from Scrubs, reunited. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. But the main thing, as always, I, I did really like the music. And, like, the soundtrack's mm-hmm. fantastic. If you guys are into indie music, it, well, you know, he he introduced the Shins pretty mm-hmm. much to, like, the masses. So it was cool. Like, the Shins wrote a new song and everything for mm-hmm. this soundtrack. But uh, so there is a song I liked a lot that I will make the band of the week. And I don't know. Should we just end things here? 
This seems like a good place. We talked about it a lot since we've been back today. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back in making, like, we're just, like, back in Toronto, able to capture our very insane lives here uh, daily on this podcast, which is good. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for downloading the first three episodes, especially that premiere episode. Mm -hmm. Like, people were downloading like crazy. So thanks to everyone all around the world. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many... So many countries were downloading. So it's season six so far is definitely going to be the biggest and best for sure, I think. So without further ado, let's get into the band of the week. And it is from the Wish I Was Here soundtrack. We're going to go with the Radical. No, we're going with Radical Face. That's the name of the band. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do their song called The Mute. So if you guys uh, Google Wish I Was Here trailer, the song that plays for the first minute of the trailer is this song. It's called mute by radical faces and when i first saw the trailer i'm like this song is so good i had to shazam it so i'm like this is amazing mm-hmm. and it's probably my favorite song on the soundtrack do you have a favorite song from the soundtrack uh i do and i've told you it oh, before but i don't have my phone on me to tell yeah. you the name is it um the weepies yeah the weepies <laughs> so ch- just check out the soundtrack like you guys will like it mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of music yeah i don't remember what the song's called by the weepies yeah but that's a good name for a band yeah. too uh, but I like this is like it's just the the radical face song. It's just really good. It's like your quintessential indie rock song mm-hmm. from a Zach Braff movie. It's got good harmonies. Uh, I like the voice of the singer, and it's a good two and a half minute song. So without further ado, the song of the week by the band of the week is "The Mute" by Radical Face. So all the ways to get in contact with us, you guys already know the story. Facebook.com/slash/live605. Everything's there. Follow us both on Twitter. You're at ValGomez23. On mm-hmm. um, Malencamp. You can also now go to Stitcher.com, search Live605 if you want to listen to us at work or anywhere else. And of course, Ooh, what? Your hot hands. And of course, <laughs> Live605.potomac.com to be like our friend Kenny in Boston and donate money to the PayPal. Let's talk about the Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh, talk yeah. about it next week. Uh, so. Until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. If you only listen with your ears, I can't get in. And I spend my evenings pulling stars out of the sky. And I'd arrange them on the lawn where I would lie. And in the wind, I'd taste the dreams of distant lives, and I would myself up in them through the night while my folks would sleep in separate beds and wonder why Considered me a cross he had to bear And 
and in my head I'd sing apologies and stare As my mom would hang the clothes across the line And she would try to keep the empty from her eyes So then one afternoon I dressed myself alone John Mallon and Val Gomez.